You're listening to the Tony Stewart Podcast, where Tony interviews financial literacy advocates who are changing the conversation on money, so you can catch up on the latest trends and ideas in the world of financial literacy and education. Presented by Paperwork. Be prepared for life. Welcome to the Tony Stewart Podcast, presented by Paperwork. I'm pleased to be joined today by Matt Gardner. Matt Gardner is an author, financial literacy advocate, and founder and chief education officer of Finlet Tech. In this episode, we'll be discussing Mac's book, The Four Money Bears and Finlet Tech. I'm going to try a new trick to see if I can get it on there on the camera. That can't see it totally. It'll it? It yeah. be in the show notes. There we go. <laughs> and uh, Mac, you can find your book on Amazon, right? Yeah, like you can find pretty much everything nowadays. Yeah, all those boxes that come to your front door with the smile on it, you, you can get a, a copy of the Four Money Bears in one of those boxes or envelopes. There you go. Next time you place your order, get an, uh, get a copy of the Four Money Bears. Anyway, Mac, it's great to have you on today. Thanks for joining me. Thanks for having me, Tony. Uh, you are a, a great ambassador to some of the things that we're doing here at Finland Tech and financial literacy. And so... When, uh, when our paths crossed and you said, Mac, I'd like to put something together to, to kind of share your story. I thought it was great because I got a chance to hear your story as well. So thanks for having me uh, on, your, on your show today. Hey, I'm honored to have you. You're doing great work as well. It's exciting to be able to catch up with you. Um, so, you know, as we get into it, I always like to ask people to share a little bit about their origin story and how they got started in financial education. Sure, sure. So my first book is actually titled Motivate Your Money. Uh, that one was written for adults. And my sort of financial education path started, I guess, about seven, eight years ago when I had my own practice uh, in Houston. And I was working with people that were you know, wealthy. You know, they, they, had, they had investable assets. But it was just very interesting to see that a lot of them, though they had amassed a lot of money, Tony, they really didn't have a lot of financial planning knowledge or financial, you know, literacy, quote unquote, when it comes to, let's say, the difference between a permanent insurance, permanent insurance and a term insurance or, you know, why a 401k may be better than an IRA and some of the tax benefits to tax deferred growth, things that you and I sort of take for granted because we're in this business. And so that's why I wrote the, uh, the first book, Motivate Your Money as a sort of primer for both uh, the consumer as well as the financial advisor. Uh, I've been blessed, I've been in the business for 20 plus years. I've worn a lot of different hats, commercial lender, corporate retirement plan specialist, wealth manager, advanced markets wholesaler, a lot of cool stuff. And so the first book was a, 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 an attempt to provide some guidelines in a, in a easy to understand way for uh, prospects and, and folks that I'll be working with in my practice. That's great. Now, so what do you consider um, some basic important guidelines, you know, just kind of a rough sketch from your book? So I talk about the five steps to financial success uh, when you're dealing with financial planning. The first step is plan accordingly. And so I'm a huge proponent. I am a certified financial planner, I forgot to mention that. A uh, huge proponent of, of planning. Uh, I like to say all planning is, is bringing the future into the present to do something about it today. It's really all we're doing with planning. So you have to plan accordingly. Two is to, is to spend cautiously. Three is to save diligently. Four is to invest wisely. And five is to give generously. So th those are sort of the five core tenets of my book. 
is, is that you've got to go through these steps. And if you do those five things over time, amazing things will happen. And, and all of a sudden you'll, you'll, you'll have, you know, some financial security and hopefully financial wellness and, and be able to, to achieve some of the things that you want to achieve later in life. Well, that's fantastic. And I love how you couch each of them with an adjective, you know, not spent diligently because that wouldn't be good, but no. give generously. <laughs> you, know, I, you know, I love it. And, and the giving is part of it because I think, yeah, I mean, you and I give back uh, in financial literacy is, is one way to give back, but, you know, just giving, you know, not only of your money, but of your time and your oh, spirit, it's it such an important component that people don't consider as part of their financial plan always. Yeah, that's, that's so true. And it's, it's interesting because I wrote the first book for adults and what happened was a year into my practice, one of my clients came to me and said, Mac, love the first book, lots of cool Mac nuggets. That's what I call the Mac nuggets, little, little words, little phrases that I picked up over the years to kind of help simplify and make things easy to understand. She said, hey, um, would you be open to maybe creating something, a format for kids? And I was like, okay, that's a little bad idea. And so did some research, did some due diligence and found out that a child's connectivity with money actually starts by age seven. And so that is when the idea for the Full Money Bears came about is I took and distilled those four functions of money. Remember only four things you could do with it, spend it, save an investor to give it away and created the Full Money Bears. Spend a beer, save a beer, invest a beer, give a beer. And the Four Money Bears really is a, is a fun and uh, entertaining way for a parent who probably never got this conversation or never got this experience exposure themselves, a fun way for them to be able to start the conversation with their kids. So that's the story of the Four Money Bears and, and, and how it came to be. Well, that's great. And I think that's so important, what you hit on there is that so often we assume that parents know something about money and so often they don't. So it's great that you're able to couch it in a way that at the same time, the kids are learning, the parents are able to benefit as well from the, the very basics. Uh, the, the financial services industry does a great job of throwing a lot of information at people like what's the difference between an exchange traded fund and, you know, a mutual, mutual fund. fund uh, but people are like, no, wait a minute, back up. Yeah, <laughs> <You know? yeah>. what? <laughs> what is a stock market? You know? No. So, you know, uh, I tell folks all the time that all I believe in, in, in my heart of heart, Tony, that all we are at the end of our days is a collection of stories, right? Oh, yeah. We live our life and we hear and we share stories and our kids will hear these stories and they'll hear the stories about what's a stock and what's a bond and what's a fund and what's a 401k. They'll, they'll hear those terms, those words in our home. But a vast majority of children won't ever get that experience, won't ever get that exposure and won't ever get those stories. And so that's really what we're trying to do with the Full Money Bears book is to, to give parents uh, a tool, something that can just start the conversation. Because if you can start the conversation in your own home and not have to rely on schools, and we can talk about that in a little further down the line, um, I, I think it gives our kids a, a, a huge opportunity to, to make some, some healthy financial decisions, which will lead to healthy financial habits, which will lead to healthy uh, financial behaviors and then financial traits. It, it, yeah, that, that, that's exactly it is, you know, you have to start at the basic with those healthy financial habits. And I think that helps protect people, 
Um, you know, one of the things is I got my start doing a lot of consumer advocacy work and, you know, fraud prevention. And that's, you know, if people just knew the basics mm-hmm. that would help them avoid, you know, some of the financial predatory practices that are out there. So that's great. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, skipping ahead to one of the questions that I was going to ask you later, but I think it's timely is to talk a little bit about diversity and inclusion, because I think one of the things too is that something about the money bears might be, you know, more applicable across the spectrum. You and I have talked about the lack of diversity and inclusion in the financial service industry. Do you think something like the four money bears can help bring financial literacy to different communities? Yeah. Oh man, we, we could spend a full hour on this. I know. I, 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 I got you a lot in that question. Uh, okay. So <clears throat> When we designed and, and when I was putting together this for Money Bears concept, <clears throat> if you can see here, intentionally made for the Bears boy, to, uh, two of the Bears boys, two of the Bears girls, intentionally made them all different colors. And, and that was a, a not so subtle nod to uh, the need for diversity and inclusion, not just in how children are receiving this information because typically, um, you know, kids that are in low socioeconomic schools or areas or regions, they're the ones that that, that need this information uh, a lot more than, you know, maybe some of the more privileged zip codes or regions in, in, in our society. So that's one aspect. The other aspect that you mentioned, which is the, the financial services arena, the reason why I think the four money bears can help expand things there from a very, very early place or stage is because a lot of young people don't realize that this is actually a job, that there's actually a role, a career to be a certified financial planner or financial advisor, where and that's what you do is you help people deal with their money. <laughs> and if you're not taught this information in schools, you know, and when you typically ask a child, okay, what, what's the career you'd want to bring home to mom and dad and tell them you want to, you know, I want to be a doctor or a lawyer, an attorney, or maybe an engineer or something along those lines. But no kid runs in saying, yeah, I want to be a certified financial planner. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and, 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 and if there are kids that are doing that, very few of them are kids of color. You see? They're, they're, so the hope is, is if we can start making financial literacy and financial education something that starts at an early age and it becomes a priority in that child's mind to know that, hey, I, I have other options besides going to the store and spending the stuff on toys and candy or put it in my piggy bank. I can actually invest this money and put it into something and, and own the company that makes all that cool stuff I like buying, or I can I can give it to, to family members or, or, or places that need the resource. I, I know I have four options hey, you mean I can actually have a career in, in doing this where I can go out and share this with other people? And our at financial advisory industry needs more diversity. It needs a, an advisory force that looks like our society. And I think financial education at an early age is something that can, that can help to, to make that a reality. Definitely. And I think that gets to your earlier point, too, is that as the kids learn it, some of these parents who never had the opportunity to learn it as well in some of these communities will be able to pick up some basic 
basic financial literacy tips. And, and as I mentioned before, uh, as well as some of these underserved communities are more often targets of financial predators. They may pay higher loan rates. They use payday loan service. I mean, we could go down and talk about that probably for a whole episode. So, mm-hmm. so I, I, I think it's a brilliant way to reach a different demographic. But as you said, is to inspire a new generation to look to the financial services industry that they can have a career in financial services, that it's not something that's just for a certain group of people. Yeah, yeah. I, I heard a, uh, I heard I was at a, one of these junkets and it was, I, th- I believe it was a Money Guy Pro, one of their executives stood up in the middle of this, of this conference and said, hey folks, we've got a problem. The financial services industry is male, pale, and stale. A white man said that. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and he's right. You know, the typical wealth manager, financial advisor, CFP is a, 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 a older aged white man. And that industry has been represented by that sort of look for a long time. And we're now starting to see you know, more younger people. We're seeing what CFP board is doing uh, to, to increase the awareness, of diversity and inclusion and um, the, the things that we're doing at my firm, Finlit Tech which is, you know, our mission is simply to build a bridge between financial literacy and financial technology. Um, the things that we're doing right now uh, is definitely in line with, with increasing more diversity and inclusion, because if you can get technology as this tool to, to scale knowledge and scale financial literacy, you can get it out to more people. And guess what? You have more people out there getting, uh, getting this information and, and, and seeing, uh, seeing the benefits of it them, for them personally and, and potentially as a career. Well, that's great. You know, and with that said, it's about Finlay Tech. Is, do you feel that Finlay Tech is one way we can improve financial literacy with the work that you're doing? I mean, obviously you do. Yeah. So the, the, our company came about because we published the book Five years ago, man, maybe even six. Time flies when you're having fun and you have young kids. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> published the book, yeah, right. I published the book, and um, you know, everyone loved the book. Max, great book. I sent a copy of the book off to about thirty of the state school boards. Heard back from eleven of them, and love the book. The process, Tony, to get a book approved in a public school is mind blowing. It, 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 it literally is, I, I, I would have to literally stop and quit my job and just focus on all the red tape that needs to be done to get a book into a public school. It's tough, it's hard. One of the things I noticed though, was that kids are learning differently. I mean, my generation, you know, it's books, workbooks and textbooks, and, you know, chalkboards. Um, kids nowadays are learning through digital formats. You know, they have their iPads, they have their laptops. And I would go to my kids' schools and I would see these kids learning on these various devices. And I said, you know what? Why am I you know, trying to ram my head against this wall trying to get this book in this public school? Why don't we create an app or some sort of digital platform of the Four Money Bears that would serve as sort of this on-ramp to financial education for young kids at the elementary school level, which is when it's needed. And so that's that's how Finland Tech was born. That's what we're doing now. We're we're working to build technology and consult with companies who are looking to utilize technology to increase financial literacy. Well, that's great. It, you know, it, it's fantastic that you're doing that because I, I think that that's 
you hit it is that at seven years old is you can really reach kids at an age when they are starting to absorb or absorb those lessons and they aren't already set in their ways. Um, you know, where they don't have to change their spending habits because, you know, at seven, you know, their, their spending habits aren't really set yet for the most part, you know, beyond Legos. Yeah. And, and so it's a really interesting point that you make there. So, um, the first habit a child picks up from, from their parent is their spending habit, interestingly enough. So statistics have shown that I do a, uh, I do a neat exercise that started off just for fun, Tony, where I have a hundred dollar bill and I bring it and I bring it to show the kids. And if I gave this hundred dollar bill, what'd you do with it? I just start flying up. I buy sneakers and candy and toys and blah, 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 blah. And I, I did this over and over and over again. And it became an experiment and it became something that I could, I could actually, you know, prove empirically that, you know, children are conditioned to consume from a very early age. Like the first response is to go and buy stuff. And then I have one kid that would say, Oh, I'd put it in my piggy bank. I'm like, no, you wouldn't. Stop. <laughs> yeah. you, you wouldn't put it in your piggy bank. That's not the first thing you do. But, but, but so, so that's why, um, when you make that statement about, you know, starting them early, it's important because here's the other aspect to kind of fold into this mix that we're living in right now in, in, in the United States. Only 21 states require financial literacy by high school, high school, senior year, typically high school. Okay. 21 states. That's 17, 18, right? So if studies show that a child's connectivity with money starts by age seven, to your point, Tony, that's, 10 years of either no information or misinformation about finances and, and, and what to do with your money. So imagine if we could close that gap, you know? Definitely. I, I mean, and it should, you, you know, I mean, one of the things I've talked about is that there should be family financial meetings is, you know, financial planners may meet with one of the spouse, both the spouses, but sometimes, you know, it, it doesn't go beyond that. You know, have you started as some of the work you're doing is to, to really speak holistically about that? I mean, that's what you're, where you're going with the money bears. Is that yeah. the conversation you're having? Yeah, it's, it's, it's again, the, the, the point about stories. All your own life is stories. And so I can't tell you how many times I've seen in my professional career uh, wherein you will have parents who have accumulated a good amount of wealth, right? Wealth is relative, right? Numbers are relative, but a good amount of wealth. And we'll put together a financial plan. And I'll ask him, have you sat down with your adult children, not necessarily minor children, but adult children to discuss your overall financial picture and, and your estate? I can't tell you how many times the response is no. I haven't talked to them about it. You haven't talked to your, like these are the people that at some point in time, if we're fortunate and blessed, will eventually inherit these assets and all this hard work that you put in. If you owned a business and you happen to be fortunate enough to sell your business and liquidate and, and, and have a certain amount of money, they're eventually going to get it. But you haven't had conversations about this, this, this financial picture, you know, and, and it happens way too often. And a lot of times it's because folks just aren't comfortable and they just don't know how to have that conversation uh, because they never really had it. 
themselves from other generations. So imagine if we could start the conversation with our kids when they're young, let them know what the four options are. And you made a point earlier that some parents are getting some good tidbits out of this. I can't tell you how many times I've had parents say, Mac, thank you for not making this for Money Bears book too kitty, because you're actually teaching me something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, stocks, bonds, so on and so forth. So yeah. Yeah, I think yeah. communication is key. You got to have the communication and, and, and the, if you can find fun and entertaining tools to get the communication going and get it started, the better off it will be for everybody in the family union. Well, that's great. That's great. Well, so as we wrap up, uh, you know, what's your number one tip on being financially prepared? Uh, I mentioned earlier, planning is important. Um, I'll mention two other things, habits, behaviors, traits, you know, good financial habits become good financial behaviors, which inevitably become good financial traits. Uh, I'm a huge advocate of that. The other thing I'm a big advocate of is, is uh, I tell clients, you can't eat tomorrow what you didn't plant yesterday. So you, you, you got to start these things as early as possible. You, you've got to start, you know, putting money away, saving, uh, practicing those, those four functions. Again, you know, Spend cautiously, being aware of every dollar that comes in and out of, of your, your, your financial household. Uh, save diligently. You know? just, just put something away. Great book out there for those who, who like to read good books. It's a book called The Richest Man in Babylon. Some of you may have heard it, may have read it. it talks about saving 10% of every dollar you've ever earned. Um, and then invest wisely. A lot of times you may need some help or some guidance, but technology out there is allowing folks to have access to the market, fractional shares. Uh, you know, there, there's a tons of tons of platforms out there. Uh, quick, quick shout out to uh, some colleagues of mine that are in this uh, Finland tech space. Uh, Greenlight, you may have heard of it. Some of you may have heard of Greenlight. That platform's awesome. They are a banking app for kids, parents and kids, but they've also just recently introduced the ability for kids to be able to invest, Tony, which is awesome. And then of course, the fourth one, is to, uh, to give generously. If you find yourself in a position to be able to help others that, that are in need, help them out, you know, financially or with your time. Yeah, that, that's awesome. And I have uh, Greenlight on my phone. Uh, we use it in our family and it's, it, it, it is a fantastic tool. We haven't played with the investing component yet, uh, but just in terms of the savings and everything. You know, I know my son set goals. It's usually about a gaming system, but. For sure. Yeah, yeah. It's like, Papa, the, 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 the new Major League Baseball or the, the new 2K or 5K or, I'm like, all right, how much is it going to cost? This is what you got to do. <laughs> yeah. Exactly, but it's a start. It, yeah. You know, it, it's the principles, you know. It's not so much what the goal is sometimes when they're a kid. It's just that they're establishing the goal mm -hmm. and learning to work at it and everything. But, you know, I don't charge my son interest at too high of a rate, you know, so. <laughs> it's, it's a neat tool it's a neat tool and again it's just it's the proliferation there's another great platform out there uh called goal setter uh that's oh, yeah. a, another neat platform so and you're going to start seeing more of them out there and and that's what we're we're building finlit tech to be is to be that destination for folks who are interested in the financial literacy, financial technology space to come and, and, and see these great tools, these great resources, uh, get access to, to knowledge, get access to, to capital, get access to uh, any, any sort of resource that can help them on this mission because it's, it's a huge, huge undertaking. There is a ton of, uh, there's a ton of people out there that just need the help 
And so the more people that we can have focusing on this space, I think uh, the better. Definitely. Yeah. It's a worthy cause. And, you know, everybody has money. Yeah. Everybody's got to deal with it. You got to do something with it, man. (laughs) I just want to make smart choices. You know, right. (laughs) And and here's another funny thing I like to, I like to share with people. It's it's, it's interesting because um, money doesn't care what you look like. Money doesn't care what you sound like. Money doesn't care what you're from. Money's just a tool. Right. And so the idea through our resources and, and our platforms, the Full Money Bears, Motivate Your Money, is just to provide guidance on, on how to use that tool and, and provide it from an early age. And, and so we're, we're, we're continuing to, to do really great things. We've got an amazing partnership right now, Finlet Tech does with eMoney, and we're helping them build out there and, and, and do some designing and uh, some really neat uh, diversity and inclusion uh, initiatives. Uh, uh, with their, their, they have a new app called Incentive, really, really neat uh, financial wellness app. And so our firm is working in partnership with eMoney to get that out uh, to the community and really help people when it comes to starting off their financial planning process. So the journey continues, Tony, as you know, the journey continues. Awesome. Yeah, it does. It does. So Mac, uh, where can people learn more about you and stay in touch with you? So you can uh, definitely check out the Four Money Bears book at, at the website, www.thefourmoneybears.com. That's F-O-U-R, <laughs> as in the number four. Um, <laughs> uh, the the, uh, the other book. Yeah, right. Yeah, people are like, four F- yeah, F-O-U-R. Uh, the, the other book, uh, Motivate Your Money, again, uh, www.motivateyourmoney.com. And then our, our company, Finlit Tech, is at uh, finlittech.com. So you can find us there. Uh, you can find us on, on LinkedIn to try to keep uh, keep things out there and, and keep uh, keep that profile active. It's, it's a great community to meet great folks like yourself and, and other people that are, that are active in this financial education or financial wellness space. Fantastic. Yeah, and for everybody who's watching or listening is I will be posting links to Max Books and website and LinkedIn profile in the show notes. So that's also a great way to connect with Mac. Uh, Mac, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you for having me, Tony. It was a pleasure. And uh, anytime you want to jump on a call and and talk about what's going on, the financial education, financial wellness space, just uh, know that you've got a friend and someone who's willing to talk with you. And you as well, Mac. It's been a pleasure. It's been a fantastic conversation. Um, And thank you, everybody, for tuning in to the Tony Stewart podcast. Uh, Please remember to subscribe. Until next time.